Alright, hello and welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your ever-loving madman, lowercase. Um, here on my right, your left, is uh, the Hill Hippie. Hello! EK working the boards. So, we usually start with our intros and greetings. Hello. Greetings. Yeah, and we start with our weekend. How was your weekend, Hill Hippie? Let's start right there. Uh, the weekend was interesting. I uh, worked Saturday. Sunday, I did the ever-daunting task of solstice gift shopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I, I celebrate the solstice, not so much Christmas. But I call them Christmas gifts to those who participate in that holiday, just not to stir problems. Went around, all around town, supporting my FXBG Public Radio t-shirt with the Shock Monkeys logo on the back. Represent? <laughs> of course. There's nothing really to say about that besides, uh, I turned you off. I turned that off. <laughs> No, I turned off my Wi-Fi, not my sound. <laughs> my bad. Uh, avoid Walmart at all costs. It is a madhouse. Yeah. And I should not go into Christian stores. Okay. So I went into the the Lifeway Christian bookstore, I think it is. Okay. In uh, Central Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a hard time behaving. What'd you do? Well, I walk in. Right, and I'm looking for a gift from my father. Uh, two years ago, I found a uh, a study Bible for him from this store, and it was a hit. I mean, an absolute hit. The days we were down there visiting for the holiday, after my dad opened this gift, I don't think the TV turned on. He was in that book. He liked it that much. So I was like, okay, let's see if I can hit another home run in here. So I walk in and I'm looking around and what really threw me off and started me in this battle of self-control was I walked to this back wall and on the back wall was some items for those of the Jewish faith, uh-huh. including shofars. Remind me what that is. They're ram's horns that are used as horns, like blowing horns. Oh, right, right, right. And they had the really long ones, too, but I can't remember what the name, proper name for them is. It's something similar to ISIS or something like that, but okay. I, it's, it's not ISIS. Uh, but when I saw the horns, every fiber of my being just wanted to point and yell, Satanism! <laughs> but I was able to maintain and you know some sense of decency. Walking all around there, then I saw a set of Bibles. And one was called the EMT's Bible, the Outdoorsman's Bible, the Doctor's Bible, the Athlete's Bible. And I'm sitting here looking at these, and they're all in dust jackets, right? Right. So I had to know, was the publisher of these books just trolling the people? And if you pulled them out of the dust jacket, and it was just the, the regular Bible, because the word is the word, right? Yeah. It, it shouldn't be different for you and your hobby or uh, well, occupation. The reason why that study Bible was a hit is because um, it's, it has additional stuff as well as the scriptures. Right. You know, and so you'll have scriptures that are, you can, you can, you can put a spin on any kind of scripture. It's like, you know, and, uh, and Jesus wept. And then that is very much like after a run, a really good run, you know, you, you're emotionally drained and your body's, you know, Jesus wept. That's what happened. So, was, okay. You bring up a good point. So in the outdoorsman's Bible, would it say Jesus wept? He's a pussy. He went out in the forty. He wilder- no, he went out. He went out in the wilderness for forty days and, <laughs> and wept. 
No. He's a pussy. No, 40 <laughs> days, all all by himself in the wilderness. Learn learn to be more like Jesus. <laughs> Go live 40 days in the wilderness. Yeah, but how would the, uh, how would the outdoorsman repre- uh, look at the Jesus wept thing, you know? <laughs> oh, Jesus, I, I can't be like him. He, he cried. Who knows? Women cry. Men don't cry. I'm not going to buy all those different versions just but, to see the difference. Right. But unfortunately, they were not all just the Bible. I was hoping it was an ultimate troll scenario, but it wasn't. Just getting people to buy Bibles, that's all. Pretty much. So I go up. I found a gift from my father. I go up. And why the hell is there a pin curled up in this cord? I do things like that. Oh, okay. It's like the fingers in the whole thing. Hey, I got you. You got to stick your file somewhere. Uh-huh. And, uh, I go up to the counter to make my purchase. I hand the guy the item, and he goes, may I have your phone number? I said, what for? All right. Instantly, I just went into defense mode. What for? Oh, we're, that way we can send you texts for no, coupons or anything like that. No, thank the you. The guard between the brain and my mouth shut, I went asleep, and it was like, there ain't a chance in hell. Yeah. And that's exactly what came out of my mouth, and I felt bad about it. But that's what came out. And the guy goes, well, we got really good. Dude, I haven't I been care. in here in two years. I probably won't be back in here in another two years. I don't want, yeah. I, I, I don't want you to have my phone number. I get too much anyway. So I complete my transaction. I, he hands me the bag, and I'm turning away. And he says, Merry Christmas. And I fought, and I fought, and I fought. Not getting to help myself. I said, Happy Solstice. I would have said Happy Life Day. He's not a Wookiee. You don't know. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure. Did they have a Bible for Wookiees? I did not see a Wookiee Bible. <laughs> okay. I don't think the Christians uh, pander to uh, to the Wookiees. The king. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Anyway. So that was your weekend, pissing off the Christians. Trying not to. Let's be fair. I, I probably did, but I was trying not to. <laughs> If you don't agree with them, don't go in that store. But my father is a devout Baptist, and I think he's a Southern Baptist. And that store really helped me out two years ago when I was going there looking for a uh, looking for a Bible for him. Because right. I picked one up, and I'd go over to one of the workers, and I'd say, excuse me, is this Baptist-friendly? Specifically Southern Baptist-friendly? <laughs> this is Baptist-friendly. <laughs> oh, that's more Presbyterian. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're looking at Pentecostal there. Yeah, you're... Yeah, that's how little I know about the different branches of Christianity. So I was like, I, I want to give my father something he would re- really enjoy. And like the object I got today, I asked, the, uh, not today, but on Sunday, I made the same question. Is this Christ- Is this Baptist friendly? <laughs> well, it's got this and this and this. That doesn't answer my question. <laughs> that's crazy. Anyway, that's very uninteresting. I know what I know and I know what I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, interested in my weekend at all? Of course. Okay. Probably less interesting than mine. Mm, probably, yeah. Uh, let's see how uninteresting I can get it. Um, I was outside the studio, like, yesterday, and, um, I was, because I was outside, and my, I heard the sound go, gruber, like that, and I turned and I looked around, and I thought somebody had said something to me, and then I realized, realized that was my stomach made a sound. It sounded like an actual word, gruber, <laughs> you know, which th- isn't a word. But it's, it's kind of like it was trying to be a word. It was trying to say grub. Feed me. Feed me. Say more. That's just one interesting thing, I guess. Was it? No. That just means you don't know how to feed yourself. I was just trying to come up with a more interest, uninteresting story. And uh, it's not that hard. 
Um, I did run into somebody I used to know. Who's that? Uh, she's like the, uh, the one who got away. Okay. And boy, did I screw up. Uh, who is this? It doesn't matter. I'm not going to give any names or anything. But uh, Okay. You know, you ran into them, and I just I didn't know when I was a teenager, like, what a gorgeous woman she would grow into be. And, <laughs> and uh, she was, like, crushing on me back then, and I never took her up on it. And then, like, idiot. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing this weekend is just punishing myself for one of one of my very earliest bad decisions. So that kind of that kind of sucks. Thank you, EK. I'm glad you I'm glad you decided to participate. <sighs> yeah, that's pretty much my weekend. Working and beating myself up. What might have been. What might have been, indeed. Uh but to be fair, you know, she would have got tired of being in about um six months, which is it seems like most girls that I've dated, that's how long they they just they get fed up with me in six months. Fair enough. Yeah. And then we would know. And then we'd have an end to the story. <laughs> what are you talking about? There was no beginning to the story. That's what I mean. Here we got no beginning yeah. to the story. But at least we'd have some sort of story. You would have a mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Now it's, you can create the story in your head. And she and I would both never wonder what might have been. You know? <laughs> okay, let's she be fair like, yeah, She was... probably doesn't wonder what might have been now. I'm, I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe. Because the que- there's, there's no re- resolution. You know, if we had dated in six months, you got bored of me. Boom, that's the end of the story. And it's an uninteresting story. You know. That closes the, uh, closes the book on the Scott chapter. Yeah, you know. Let's play a game. What would the finishing straw be? My finishing straw. <laughs> I'm not reading Batman comic books anymore. <laughs> I would make if she, if she came in the room and I'm like crying at a comic book. She may ask, "Is like what? Well, you gotta read it. It's Justice League Year One with Barry Allen takes us. What what did Thor do this time? And Nightwing, come and on, that sweet ass. <laughs> She'd be, she'd That's be like, what she'd leave him for is Nightwing's ass. I don't understand why you're crying when you're reading comic books. It's like, you know. You don't get it. You, you just don't you get just it. You just don't understand. But that's it. That's how it ends right there. It's, you don't get me. No, ever since you made me start reading these comic books, I've just realized that uh, I'm looking for a man with a better ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the camera pans back to the madman. Curse you, Nightwing! <laughs> Curses. Curses upon you, Nightwing. Madman becomes a true villain. <sighs> I would. I would have to. You would have to. I would have to. I'd be like killing. I'd be murdering everybody named Richard Grayson. <laughs> that might actually be a handful of people. Like like, like yeah. a good number of people. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Richard. But because of this. But Madman calls him dead dick. But, but because, you know, this is a podcast, I'd be the first suspect. So. Oh, dick Grayson start dro- dropping like flies. Right. <laughs> well, what? Well, you gotta yeah. hope that there's not some crazy dude out there. Get go to kill some Dick Grayson. We might have just sparked a serial killer. That's my new opus. Well, maybe we'll go viral when I when I get arrested for saying something. Then <laughs> you all put like a post on the internet saying Madman arrested for just for speaking. <laughs> it's like, well, he did say he might be the first suspect if guys named Richard Grayson start dying. Coming for you, buddy. Local prisoners say, well, we were hoping for Nightwing, Coming but we'll you. take the madman. 
He ain't got that sweet, sweet ass, but he sure got a pretty mouth. I hate this. I hate that this Nightwing's ass keeps coming up. It's just, I'm so, I have no control over why my videos are popular or not if, popular. If there were another video that were more popular, that would be the one that would gain the attention. Right. Much like... Dave Coulier and Alanis Morissette's Why? sort yeah. of history. Something yes. that's a little bit more fun instead of everyone's or going, what's up with the ass thing, or, Madman? Or the popularity of Ace of Bass songs. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm so sick of Ace of Bass. Anyway, that was my weekend. Let me consult my notes here. Oh, boy. You guys are jerks. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Damn this. Damn this thing. I, you know, my laptop's been on the fritz for a while now so that's why you haven't seen so many too many videos on my youtube channel search for the madman lowercase fxbg public radio and it's been a been a real pain in the butt and do everything like low tech like we used to like when we first started doing this show uh you know i got index cards here you know with all my notes and so forth everything i need so i mean and it's old school my brain's working differently you know it's definitely it, different than before. And, it's an and, old school. Yeah, I was I wasn't able to post the the file like we normally do. I had to do all the old the posts for the show on my phone, and I forgot how hard that stuff was. I had it so easy when that laptop was working. <laughs> so instead of a Throwback Thursday, it's a Throwback Tuesday. Yeah, it's. Ooh, ooh. Okay, we're gonna pay the bills. We're gonna pay the bills right now. Danny's Pizza and Subs. Danny's Pizza and Subs.com is the sponsor of FXBG Public Radio and Shock Monkey Radio. But, well, they're kind of the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They are in the Lees Hill area of Fredericksburg, where they have a, deli- a limited delivery area. Um, their hours are Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Um, they're open Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from noon to 8 p.m. Um, Danny's Pizza and Subs.com, or you can call them at 898-5008. It's, you know, always buy one, get one free pizzas, people. Awesome! It's so... Awesome! We gotta, we gotta deal with some timing issues. <laughs> <laughs> buy one, get one free. Uh, awesome! You guys like white pizza? Why's it gotta be white? Uh, just, you know, because we're racists. Racist I, pizza? Okay, what, fine. What, what's racist pizza? I don't get. It. I don't, wasn't I don't that a movie it, with Julia Roberts? No, that was Mystic Pizza. Oh. oh, really? I don't think there's such a thing as race. I think everyone likes pizza pretty unilaterally. Yeah, I agree. Except for those. Oh, um, no, I think even even vegetarians they like pizza. They can get pizza. veggie pizza. You can get a cheese because pizza. You can get pizza. You can get without. a white pizza. Yeah, those who dislike gluten. You can get them without cheese. You can get there just like sauce pizzas. That still got gluten. But you can get gluten-free bread. That's not bread. You can also get like You can a, still get it. That doesn't I'm make it a pizza. I'm saying Danny's will go that mile to get you the pizza that you want. Absolutely. I'm not saying they won't. They'll send you invisible pizza. You ever had invisible pizza? I'm not the emperor. You don't even have to pay for it. They'll send you invisible pizza for free. <laughs> In fact, it's at your door right now, with uh, delivered by the invisible madman. Good luck Good luck finding the box. Because <laughs> they I have to promise put it, that if you, open your door, if you open your front door and take a deep breath, you might smell it. You might smell it. <laughs> You might smell the invisible Danny's pizza. That's you might smell there. something. Anyway, maybe the bullshit. <laughs> thanks for sponsoring us, Danny's Pizza and Subs dot com. They got this big menu. Check it out, bro. Thank like, you. All sorts of stuff. Last time I was there, I got a, a bacon cheeseburger, eight inch bacon cheeseburger. So good. So good. 
Good. They got so much stuff there beyond pizza. An eight-inch bacon cheeseburger? Yeah. Sub. Okay. It was delicious. I was thinking a, a, an eight-inch big-ass bacon oh, cheeseburger no, like a, itself, like a ginormous burger, no. man. You just cut a loaf of bread in half, throw a burger. <laughs> yeah, throw a big old patty and, some, and a half slab of bacon yeah. on there. Yeah, you know, it's a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah, it's basically a burger cut in half with cheese on it and bacon. It's lined up like that, okay? It's, <laughs> it's a trick using cutting, but it's delicious. I bet it is. Well, the hard thing is, it's like I always want to get a twelve-inch when it's something that delicious, you know. That's what I bet she you do. Said. We're gonna lose our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> got too many bad jokes during our ads. Okay, we could move on to uh, one of my written notes here. Let's see. Those look like guitar chords. No, actually, ukulele chords. Ah, all right. That's a uh, creep. From Radiohead by Radiohead, and down here we got the very simple song by a very simple band called Poison called Something to Believe in. It's two chords. Fun. Yeah. Anyway, here's the notes. Uh, uh, I think I got my hair cut recently, and I, th- I think I should talk more at the barber shop because um, that's a good way to like network, and I'm I'm pretty bad at networking, you know. But it's when I have somebody with sharp objects standing behind me, I get very 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 nervous. And I shut up, and it's like maybe they won't murder me if I if I speak, because you don't want to say something like crazy. And it's like, uh, are you nervous talking about this right now? Do you think your barber might be listening? No. <laughs> if he's wearing a green shirt and a green mask, you wouldn't be able to see him back there. How many times have you seen Sweeney Todd? Zero. I got about ten minutes into that movie, and I was like, this is horrible. I'll never be able to go to another barber again. Oh, oh, would you like me to shave your neck with this, this weapon that makes you bleed profusely you, from the neck if I, if I choose to alter my direction? Well, that's the point. The, the, the little spinny thing, that's yes. all based upon bandages. Barbers used to be your basic doctor. They used field to medics. be right, yeah, they field medics. They would or whatever. Exactly. And, yeah. and so I don't trust these people because they're obviously psychopaths. Okay. And you're paying them to not murder you with scissors. And just cut your hair. I'll tell you what, you are on to something about not talking to your uh, your barber. Uh, in the town I grew up in, and this gentleman has since closed his shop and is probably no longer with us, but there was a place called Bobo's Barbershop. And if you went into Bobo's and you got your hair cut and you talked to Bobo, and Bobo loved to talk, you could people could tell because your hair would be jacked up. Oh, really? So you, if you went to Bobo's, you didn't talk to Bobo. <laughs> I don't want you to screw this up, man. This is very important. This is a, at least a few weeks of my life. So you, I've went in there once or twice, and what you have to do is you go in, you keep your communication to a bare minimum, and once you're out of the chair, if you want to talk to him, talk to him. Right. But until then... Don't don't screw him up. He's, he's working. And after like this, I went in, I think it was two to three times, and the third time he started talking to me when I got in the door, and I knew I was screwed. So I started doing math in my head. I was like, okay, I can afford to go to a, uh, go to the uh, the beautician shop and get this pi- uh, fixed. <laughs> so I just talked. That's that's where you go to just like that's where you find a barbershop that's right next to a beauty shop. It was literally on the other side of the block. <laughs> I got you. nice. Okay, what else do I got here on my classic notes here? EK's playing with the cameras and stuff, but you can't see that. We're just podcasting to you right now. I'll, when I get this laptop up and running, I'll get some videos up there. I promise. Uh, okay. Um. 
I have a question about bullying, uh, specifically bullying somebody on a podcast. Does if you're if it's a podcast and it's a verbal bullying, but it's on a podcast which is on the internet, does that count as cyber bullying? Or is it just regular bullying? Depends. Is the bullying going between Are two you, people on the show, or is it yeah, between like, somebody on the show and one of the listeners? Like if I verbally bullied you uh, again, or, or like every show, yeah, right? Um, is that does that count as cyber bullying, or is it just regular bullying? No, it's double bullying because you're doing it in I'm person doing both. and over the internet. Okay, it's double and bullying. And it's double out, bullying, and it's out there in perpetuity. It's out there for the bullying is continuing forever. Okay. Well, here's a little suggestion for those of you who are worried or have been cyber bullied or regular bullied by me. Uh, there are two things you can do to always defuse the madman. Uh, one, talk about legal issues. Say, um, you, you, know, you do know about the ruling uh, of... See, I'm putting myself to sleep talking about it. Um, the other fail... Fail safe, the... Perfect way to defeat me, to defuse me when I start going crazy is just give me an algebra problem. You know, 40, 42x plus 16 equals 472. And my brain. It, it's just such an underutilized part of my brain that... Um, I'm, try, I'm trying, folks. It, I'm trying to get lock into me up. It. it. Look, if we had 437 listeners last month, then we have 762 listeners this month. Oh no, I'm losing him already. What? Uh, so this 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 doesn't matter as much to him as it does to me. But like, share, subscribe, listen, find yes. us on. <laughs> yes, we want numbers. Numbers, numbers are we important. We like numbers. <laughs> Bring us some numbers. He doesn't want to count those numbers. I'll count the numbers, but he does want the numbers to exist. <laughs> he doesn't mind the numbers. It's when you add the letters to the numbers. This is when he gets well. He starts going away. Uh, if you give me just a regular math problem, so like twenty-two plus sixteen, no, problem. I will do it. You know, I can do it. And then I can move on to, it was like, okay, I solved the problem. I moved on. But a train going west at 27 miles oh per hour. Oh, my God. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Oh, how about the four, uh, the four equations of linear motion? No, I don't, I don't know any of that. Anything related to mathematics. That's Algebra, fun. Two, Algebra 2 is the farthest I got. And in college, I was just like, if I'm going to need to continue learning more math, no, 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 no. I'm dropping out and joining the Navy. You know what angered me about college hmm. when it comes to math? I failed calculus three times. I believe it. And I kept going back for more, thinking, I'm going to get this. <laughs> I'm going to figure this out. No, I tried. You were I raised, tried yeah. three times. Yeah, you were raised Catholic. Paid for that shit and failed three times. Yeah. And then I accepted. You know what? I just don't get calculus. Yeah. Well, you know what the problem with calculus <laughs> itself is? Once you, uh, you've been taught all these orders of operations and how you're supposed to solve equations, and you get into calculus... And you have to start reversing that. You, everything you're taught just starts going backwards of, of the order of operations. So once you get in uh, trying to find the limit of something as it reaches either a number or infinity, you're doing the, op uh, the operations See, in now reverse. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> I, have, I passed calculus. That's why I failed calculus. <laughs> yeah, because it's backwards. Anyway. Got to be a little skewed to understand calculus. Um, I was... Uh... I was thinking, like, if I became, like, super rich, I'd buy you both a house. Like, a mansion. A huge-ass mansion. Can I have a farm? Uh, yeah, but it, there's going to be a mansion on the farm. I have no choice in the mansion? Yes, because there's something I want to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's free land. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm yeah. in. 
And so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll buy you each a house. Uh, I'm going to furnish it. Oh, God. And I'm going to furnish it in a way that you're going to hate. And then I'm going to tell you, hold on. I'm going to tell you that you have to keep the furniture if you want the property. You can only change out the furniture if you find the $500,000 $500, check that I've hidden somewhere in this mansion. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> if I were rich enough to be able to afford stuff like that, that's exactly what I'd do. Create giant puzzles for people? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I would be like the reverse of the Saw guy. You've seen the Division <laughs> Code, right? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. made you a scavenger hunt. Exactly. It is Da Vinci Code level. The prize is not going to be nearly as revealing. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, yeah. There's the thing. You take a couple of items inside the mansion, you, you pawn them off, and you hire Tom Hanks and Nick Cage to come to the house <laughs> and find the fucking check. All right, between the Da Vinci Code and National Treasure, National Treasure I got yeah. this covered. No wants to hate on Nick Cage and his acting abilities, but Including what, he stole the hell out of that declaration. Here's the, pun <laughs> here's the punchline, though. There is no check. I figured uh, that. <laughs> that's messed up. Kidding. Of course there'd be a check. I, I mean, just want to know how you would furnish a place from, that I would hate it. I don't know. That would be the, that would be I, the fun for I me. I think the challenge would be like, it wouldn't really matter how you furnished it. But like, I not allowing me to rearrange the yeah, furniture. Yeah, I would bolt it all down. Right, you can't. Like, <laughs> some know, special that's... proprietary bolts that yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> I I got the answer to that. What he would do is he would uh, supply every sitting uh, device in the house, every chair, every couch. To when you sit on it, it would administer a small electric shock, not enough to hurt you, but just enough to piss you off. Oh, you could never sit down? Like, it would just be uncomfortable to sit down all the time? Yeah. You may, you, like you, could be, you could be comfortable with any decor he had, but you would be uncomfortable because you couldn't fucking sit. Or like, just everything hey, bolted to the ceiling. Hey, That'd guys, be great. Guys, let's stop inventing torture mansions. A torture mansion? I'm, I'm, starting no. to, I'm starting to feel like we're going down an evil path. Well, it's considering the fact <laughs> that we've already given a, a serial killer an idea. Now we're creating torture, torture mansions. mansions. All we got to do is create our own uh, lotion company, and we've got the trifecta. The, the madman is infectious. Is Torture mansions. Hashtag torture mansions. So, uh, are we going about to shut shut the video down? Uh, yes. Okay. So, um, uh, you're probably not watching this video right now. I know for a fact you aren't. Um, but I just want to let you know, uh, when you do see this video, make sure you check out Shock Monkey Radio on fxbgpublicradio.com. Um, be sure to um, subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, and we will love you forever and ever. Um, please go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and maybe we can get another camera so we can, you know, become a patron so we can buy another camera so we can get a uh, hill hippie, you know, someone better to look at. Because, I mean, the only reason it's on me is because I'm the star. Anyway, thank you. We can we, we can move on to other podcasts. So I was, I was watching a bunch of, uh, um, I'm always watching conservative mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, to the point where, like, I'm having all these dreams about, you know, sipping champagne in a jacuzzi with Ann Coulter and <laughs> and uh, Megyn Kelly. And, uh, and it, with the like, elitist 1%. That's, yeah. that's a little weird. Why? A little. Just 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 a little weird. Ann Coulter is not What? Like super attractive? No, she oh. It's got nothing to do with attractiveness. She it's, is super it's, attractive. It's it what's in her head and how she talks and thinks it's he's she is that really gets him going. 
She is super attractive. She is I like she's kind of like she is like a sexy ten speed bicycle that I want definitely want to ride. I don't know. She kinda, <laughs> she's she's kind of in that category of Sarah Jessica Parker for me. Like, no, no, Sarah Jessica Parker is half horse, and that <laughs> the, the whole fifty percent of that horse part is in her face. And Sarah Jessica Parker just doesn't do it for me. Now Miranda, the one that's a politician now. Yeah. Way to ruin it for me, lady. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Sex in the city. I know. I still have no idea what in the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> because I'm a man. No, because it was horrible. Anyway. It was horrible. I was forced to watch one episode. And I said, nope, I'd rather sleep on a couch for a fucking week. Anyway. I watch a lot more than one episode. <laughs> you should have slept on the couch for a week. Anyway, so um, I was uh, also I have the social justice warriors on the brain. Um, but then I started watching these, uh, 911 dispatcher, um, videos. And, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And wow. 911 calls are friggin' scary. I couldn't handle the situations. I mean, I got a lot of respect for the people who do that, but I was just thinking for a second while I was, uh, watching these videos, it's like, what would it be like, um, if you got some social justice warrior, you know, sitting in there cause people are frantic and confused and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They say, sir, to a a female and they're like, "Excuse me, you didn't, you know, you need to use me, use the correct pronoun when you when you address me." <laughs> it's like this is an emergency, motherfucker. There's <laughs> somebody in my fucking house. I don't care if you're he, she, it, gay, straight, purple, green, blue, or you got a fucking dildo up your ass right now. Get me some fucking help. <laughs> so you mean help with fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sir, <laughs> sir, and or ma'am, Z, Z, what? Should have used the right pronouns. I didn't get your pronoun. I was too busy yelling about my pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just interesting because the 911 operator is just, it's a kind of job where you can't do that kind of thing, where you can't, you don't have the time to, it's like if somebody somebody's breaking into your house, and you call 911, and then you have to get into some sort of political argument with somebody. That doesn't work. So I just wonder if there are these training classes now where these uh, younger kids are coming up, uh, going to get these jobs at 911. You know, it's like, we're looking for dispatchers. And it's mm-hmm. like, could it be that kind of person that's going to be challenging everything anyone says? And it's like, no, you need something no-nonsense people. Yeah. Pe- people who are more, more no-nonsense than me. Somebody very even-killed. Yeah. Keep their, uh, do you remember the movie Idiocracy? Of course I do. The individual. Mm-hmm. The individual. That's what they kept calling. Oh it, yeah. Like, does this particular <laughs> individual? Uh, uh, does this particular individual need assistance? Yes. Is this particular individual's house on fire? My name is Sam. Can you just call me Sam? My name is Sam. <laughs> anyway, I was just thinking about because th- what happened was I was watching one of them and the person who was on the end of the line was confused and so forth. And shouted, you know, um, uh, accidentally used the wrong pronoun, called a, a female a, a, a sir. Right. And I was just thinking, and I was like, oh, you can't do that. And I'm just like, emergency. Yeah. yeah I had to <laughs> remind myself that an emergency was going on. I was like, you don't have time for that kind of nonsense. So um, college campus, I guess, if that's, yeah. if that's what education is these days. I'm glad I skipped out on that. Right. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much done with all my notes here. Uh, Dragons. Here there be dragons. All right, we got time to go into the news worth knowing.
You like the news worth knowing, right? Of course. No garden? Thank you. Hill Hippies Garden. I knew I was missing something. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That wasn't intentional. I don't have my laptop in front of me. Fair enough, man. All right. Hill Hippies Garden, absolutely. Because I'm going to ruin Christmas. I was just telling EK, is like you said that earlier, and I was just like, we've done it so many times. It's like we got three videos on, on my YouTube channel that are us ruining Christmas. So what else other than reindeer piss and uh, Superman's, you know, being a Time Lord or something like that are we dealing with? Expanding upon the uh, <clears throat> the garden where I talked about the Amanita Mascara. Right. Santa, the basis for Santa. Everyone's got their ideas of where he comes from. You know, the French try to put it on St. Nicholas. Was it the French or the Russians? Not the Russians. Somebody. The Turks? Some, one of those European countries. I and think and Turkey and counts. And Anatolia counts as Europe, doesn't it? Not only can the basis for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer be traced back to that mushroom, but Santa was a shaman. A shaman, okay. Santa was a shaman. Okay. Ever wonder why we bring Christmas trees into our homes? Um, no. Wait, yeah. Like all the time. This seems completely pointless. Right. I mean, there's some, uh, some of it has to do with the, the traditions of Yule and the Yule Log. Uh, some of it has to do with the, uh, the celebration of Kernunos, the uh, horned god of Celtic belief. But the Siberians had their, uh, their main Christmas gift was found underneath the Christmas trees outside the Fly Agaric Amanita Mascara. Oh, really? They grew uh, there? Under the boughs of the, uh, the pine trees is where the Amanita Mascara grows. Under the tree is where those who are good would find their rewards. That's awesome. After gathering the mushrooms from under the tree, the shamans would put them into their sacks and then visit the yurts of the villagers. And in Siberia, uh, Siberia during the winter, the snows would build up so much that sometimes the doors were unusable. You couldn't get in out of the doors. Wow. So you'd have to climb to the top of the yurt and climb in through the smoke hole, yeah, the chimney. Yeah, that's why they're built like that. Right. And then he would share to the treats that he got from underneath the pine trees these red and white mushrooms with the villagers and uh, with the people who lived in the yurts and they would take these and cause it's safer to eat them when they're dried versus uh, right. wet. So they would take them and they would place them on the boughs of Christmas of uh, pine trees and let them dry there. Or they would put them in stockings and hang them by their, the fire that they had in the center of the yurt to dry. And by the next morning, they would be ready to enjoy their presence. That's awesome. And how, how, that doesn't ruin Christmas. That makes Christmas awesome. <laughs> uh, it depends on your viewpoint of how you actually look at Christmas, you know? <laughs> Tripping balls and opening <laughs> presents with your family? That sounds fun. I know, right? And while gathering the, uh, gathering the, the fly agaric mushrooms, guess what the shamans are wearing? What are they wearing? Red suits with white fur trim and the long black boots, which is still worn by shamans in Siberia to this day. Wow. See, I don't think you ruined Christmas. I don't know. Maybe you ruined Christmas some people in the Christian bookstore. Maybe. But uh, that's the thing, you know, with the, uh, the reindeer especially. You know, we've talked about in the previous one how the they would drink the reindeer piss because it would... 
it's uh, the urine doesn't filter out the toxins, so they could get it right. basically a second dose from the reindeer. But the reindeer love this uh, mushroom so much that when the snows start to fall, you'll see them using their nose and digging through the snow to Trying find to these it. red mushrooms. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, his nose is digging through the snow so it gets that red because they're the mushrooms are about anywhere between three to six inches in diameter. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you finding that big red bulb mushroom. <laughs> the deer want to trip balls too? The deer's want to trip balls too, man. <laughs> so yes, all the thought that it was uh, Norwegian, no, or Russian, uh, well, Siberia is, I guess, t- technically Russian, or s- that he was based off of St. Nicholas. Pierre Noel, no, no, no. Santa Claus was a mushroom, t- mushroom-toting, mind-expanding hippie shaman. <laughs> We've been doing it for years, folks. Stop being afraid of something that God has put down here for us to uh, enjoy. I could expand upon this into the concept that the uh, the fly agaric mushroom is once once considered the Eucharist of the faith. And like, there's a whole book that talks about Jesus and the magic mushroom, but that, that's a little too far down the rabbit hole for us to go. Fair enough. Is that might piss some people off? <laughs> well, I mean, you're like God put this on this on on the earth, and then you're like pissing off people in the Christian bookstore. What is God? I I study the great mystery. God is a generic term for a higher power. I don't know. If anyone knew, we we wouldn't be ta- debating it all the time. Right. It wouldn't be an act of faith. It would yeah. be an act of knowing. Yeah, no. Well, welcome to. Theology 101, <laughs> the most respected science, of course. Of course. <laughs> <coughs> we're th- we may be considered a soft science, but we're the most solid of the soft sciences, because we don't have to be. Anyway, you want to move on to the news worth knowing? Yeah, let's do the news worth knowing. In case anyone else is hanging around. All right, news worth knowing. Florida dad shoots, kills son to save younger son. During violent fight over billiards game. Pretty grim to start with. Yeah. It gets better. Trust me. Uh, a Florida father faced with a devastating choice shot and killed his older son in order to save his younger child after the brothers got into a violent fight over a game of pool on Sunday. Talk about showing favoritism. Well, police received a 911 call at 547 a.m. Um, from Mar- Marie Maloney who said her son Joseph Maloney, who was 30, was acting irrational and needed to be Baker-acted at their Stewart home in the Florida club. Needed to be what? The mother was referring to the Florida Mental Health Act that al- uh, that allows officials to involuntarily examine a person showing signs of possible mental illness. Ah. Yeah. Uh, it was an extremely violent scene, Snyder said. Uh, before deputies arrived at home, she called 911 again. Uh, this time, she said her husband, John Maloney, shot Joseph after the 30-year-old got into a violent altercation with his 26-year-old brother, James Maloney. A couple, couple later told police that their sons had been drinking when an argument over a billiards game escalated. Yeah. We got trouble right here in River City. <laughs> the capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. That stands for pool. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, uh, you should be sorry. You know, Joseph placed James in a chokehold while holding a rather large butterfly knife over his head, police said. The father verbally intervened in an effort to get a ho- his older son to release his grip, but to no avail. The couple said they heard their younger uh, son pleading to his sibling to let go and saying he couldn't breathe, 
and once James began to lose consciousness, John fired his revolver, striking Joseph several times. Uh, they said uh, Joseph had been acting irrationally in the hours before the deadly shooting. At one point, Joseph attacked a door with a machete while his parents locked themselves in the bedroom. James then intervened and attempted to keep his brother calm and away from their parents, according to police. John Maloney will not face charges following the shooting because evidence and the family witness statement showed that Mr. Maloney believed that the use of deadly force is necessary to prevent the death or greater bodily injury of his younger son. Snyder said, adding that the father is absolutely shattered after shooting his own son. I bet. Yeah. Tough choice to make, you know. But, you know, if he start, started acting weird and it's like, you should have called the police. You know, macheteing the door. That's a big warning sign. Yeah. When you get all Jack Nicholson and The Shining. Right. You know. Here's the better question. Why didn't you, you know, like, shoot him in the leg? I don't know. It's, it's sad all around. A lot, a lot of what ifs. A lot of what ifs. I mean, yeah, I get it. Anybody who's had any firearms training that, you know, if you're aiming at a person, they always say aim at the chest because mm. it's the largest target. But it's your kid. Yeah. <laughs> shoot him in the foot. He might he might lose the foot if you shoot him in the right spot. But you know what? He won't die. Yeah. And I guarantee you he's going to drop that knife and let go of that chokehold. Yeah. Unless he's jacked up on something. Yeah, it, that could be it, yeah. Uh, did they, they, I'm assuming the autopsy had, reports hadn't come back, and the, or toxicology reports. I'm assuming. It doesn't say anything about it. Mm. Anyway. What so, the fuck? Sorry, sorry for being so grim. Let's move on to a little bit funnier story. Uh, man who sniffs dirty socks hospitalized. What the fuck? With fungal infection in lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like this. A man you in, get what you deserve. Yeah, exactly. A man in China who reportedly stiff, sniffed his dirty socks. <laughs> Chinese. He, he reportedly sniffed his dirty socks each day, learned the hard way that this habit is apparently a health danger. The man, identified only as Peng by the Daily Mail, reportedly developed a habit of sniffing his socks each day after work. But this unusual custom allegedly landed him in the hospital. After the uh, after he complained of chest pains, tightness in his chest, and a cough, Science Alert reported. Okay. Obviously, they you know, they weren't you know fresh smelling socks, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got any infection. So you know he was smelling his own stanky ass socks. And he liked it. He uh, apparently, it. he must. Oh, stinks so good. The. Uh, at first, they, they thought he had pneumonia, but then the symptoms persisted, and the doctors re-questioned him, and he eventually admitted that he was addicted to smelling his socks that he had been wearing. Uh, <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Ew, yeah. Now, you know, I've heard of foot fetishes, but your own stinky foot fetish? Hey, I'm different strokes, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Physicians later discovered that the man had a serious fungal infection in his lungs. Uh, might have serious fungal infections in his feet, too. Uh, more formally known as pulmonary fungal disease. The infection that caused the man uh, was likely caused when he inhaled fungal spores found in the dirty socks. <laughs> oh, man. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Let this be a safety warning, folks. Don't smell your dirty socks. And here's the thing. if, Like most guys, when you take your boots off... Or your tennis shoes, depending on what type of job you have. If you were on your feet all day, just taking your boots off, 
you know the sock stink. You can get a whiff of it from there. You ain't got to take it up to your nose and inhale deep like it's a pair of panties or something. Like it, that's okay. Depends on who's wearing the pan- uh, who was wearing the panties, and whether or not they had a yeast infection. That's what I mean. That's just as dangerous. Well, if you're sniffing panties, you're usually sniffing panties from somebody you know, and you pretty much got an idea of whether or not they got a uh, yeast infection. In fact, if you look at the panties, you can usually fucking tell. Oh God. I've been married, man. I know. I've seen some shit. I don't want to know. I've seen some shit. I've seen, I've seen some shit, man. I believe it if you're looking at panties. <laughs> you said, look it. I was talking about sniffing. Anyway, I'm going to move on to our next story. Louisiana author's Christmas dragons go viral after a neighbor's flare-up. Um, okay. Diana Rowland, a former police officer turned fantasy writer, has set up inflatable dragons in her yard to celebrate Halloween and Christmas for at least for the last four years. Uh, she told Fox News during a phone interview on Tuesday that her husband got her the first dragon on her birthday several years ago, and they put it up on Halloween. Uh, quote, as a fantasy writer, they are right up my alley, she said, adding the dragon was taken down after the holiday. Uh, that year, they decided to put it back up after Thanksgiving and included some more Christmas-related decorations around the dragons. Quote, people loved it. My immediate neighbors loved them, uh, Roland said. He'd come up and take the pit- their picture, and, the- and we, are- we are the dragon house, she says. <laughs> Some love it so much that uh, Roland's elderly neighbors, neighbors even told her that she should put a spotlight on the dragon so people could see them better. Nice. Yeah. But this year, she also dealt with other points of view. One of her neighbors apparently had enough with the inappro- quote-unquote inappropriate display and sent Roland an anonymous letter ask, asking her to consider taking it down. All right, here's what the letter said. Your dragon display is only marginally acceptable at Halloween. It is totally inappropriate at Christmas. It makes your neighbors wonder if you are involved in a demonic cult. Please consider removing the dragons. May God bless you and help you know the true meaning of Christmas. Gee, Minnie. All right. You know why people get mad in Christian bookstores? Because of people like this. Yeah. You know? Let it go. Let Let it go. go. I can't sing. Oh, I don't know the song. Yeah. I love this quote from her. I, I had to read it twice, and I thought, really? I then ran to my dad or daughter, who was 14, and I told her, look, we, look, we have hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you get it. And, yeah, so she posted it online. Good but, for her. Yeah. You know, it's your yard. Yeah. I'm assuming that there's no, as she doesn't live in an area with a HMO. Otherwise, the homeowners association had to come after her for something like that. I mean, motherfuckers, mind your own business. So what? Maybe she does belong to a demonic cult. Is that any of your fucking business? No. That's what I mean. May God bless you, and I hope you learn the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, that is a you know very passive aggressive way of saying we know you're godless. Yeah. You know? Got to believe in God, believe in God, right? Because this, uh, this, the dragon is represents the serpent, which represents Satan. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Well, I just thought that, like, what a dig that was. It's only marginally appropriate on Halloween. It's like, no, that's a thing. It's very appropriate at Halloween. It's as uh, it's as appropriate as anything else on Halloween. I think yeah. anything goes at Halloween. I think that's why people love it. Yeah, I'm only marginally appropriate at Halloween. So I guess can, uh, inflatable candy corns and inflatable pumpkins that are not carved 
Oh, yeah, would just... be the only acceptable ones in this Bible thumpers. I don't know. Maybe, idea. Who knows? Who knows at Halloween if like they see little girls dressed as witches or kids dressed as ghosts? And it's like I'm not giving you any candy because you believe in spirituality. Right. That isn't uh, isn't my version of spirituality. That is witchcraft, and I don't condone it. Yeah. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. <laughs> Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. Some people have nothing better to do, I guess. All right. No, no. Uh, yeah, we got 12. Yeah. A Missouri man must watch Bambi monthly as part of a poaching punishment, judge says. What? Judge rules. Yeah, a Missouri poacher who involved in a legal killing of several hundred deer over three years. Holy shit. And taking their heads and leaving their bodies to rot must watch the Disney classic Bambi once a month while he remains behind bars. The judge ruled. Uh, David Barry Jr. was one of three men from the Southwest Missouri family convicted in what the state's conservation department called one of its largest conservation cases involving the illegal taking of deer. After pleading guilty, Barry Jr. was sentenced to one year in jail in Lawrence County on December 6th, according to a news release. Only one year. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? It's ridiculous. Uh, The 29-year-old was also sentenced to 120 days in jail in a nearby county for a felony firearms probation violation. As part of his sentence, Barry Jr. is to view the Walt Disney movie Bambi with the first viewing being on or before December 23rd. At at least one such viewing one month thereafter, while he remains in jail. The 1942 movie Bambi's Mother is Killed by Hunters. Spoilers! Right? What the hell? I was totally going to watch that tonight. No, you weren't. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get mad at a 1942 1942, movie you know, I, fuck you. You, 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 should, you should know. Unless you're five, you should know about Bambi. Yeah. And if you're five, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Con- yeah. Conservation investigators estimated that the group was responsible for killing hundreds of deer over a three-year period. Uh, Lawrence uh, County Prosecuting Attorney Don Trotter said in a statement. This motherfucker should be in jail for at least five years. And he should be made to watch Bambi and only Bambi for the entire five years. That's all you can watch, yeah. Yeah. That's a better sentence. Yeah, because... I'm on board with that. you're you're poaching deer. Okay, that's a crime. The worst thing is you're just taking the heads and leaving the the, Yeah, yeah, if you're going to harvest an animal, harvest Harvest the entire fucking animal. It's pieces of shit like you that give uh, legitimate hunters and outdoorsmen bad names. Like the buffalo pelters and stuff like that. Right. You know, it's over overkilling, which they used to call it over-harvesting. But this motherfucker's not even harvesting for meat. He's harvesting... Trophies. What the hell's he... He ain't got a, that big a house to have 500 fucking deer heads. So what's he doing? Selling them? Probably. What type of... Oh, wait, never mind. I've been to Hobby Lobby yeah. recently. I know there's all types of jackasses who put decor in their house that they had, had absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah. I mean, just... Absolutely. <laughs> Look at my deer head. Oh, well, where'd you take it? I didn't. I bought it from somebody. That is pointless. <laughs> That is, uh, somebody separated you from your money. You're a moron. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to move on to the next story. Uh, McDonald's customer arrested for trying to buy food with marijuana in (laughs) drive-thru. Dude, you got the raw, uh, apparently you got the uncool guy working the drive-thru. Are you cool, man? Are you cool? No, I mean, are you cool? Right. You Um, know what I'm saying, bro? A man was arrested Sunday morning after he tried to use marijuana as payment at the McDonald's drive-thru in Florida. 
Uh, according to Port St. Lucie police, Anthony Gallagher, 23, ordered out the drive through window around 2 a.m. and tried to trade a bag of marijuana for the food. Well, how, how much was he? How much food was he buying? Right. I mean, <clears throat> it sounds like whoever was behind the counter or in the drive-through window would have been out way ahead. You Depends know? on how much he he wanted. Okay. Right. All right. Hold on a second. I see because I know that at the end we find out exactly how much he had. So um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on with the story. Uh, McDonald's worker told police that a man in a Pontiac four-door drove through the drive-through of McDonald's trying to exchange a baggie marijuana for food. The police said in a Facebook post. Uh, McDonald's employee reportedly refused, and Gallagher left the fast food chain before police were called. However, Gallagher returned to the drive-thru later, and officers... He's like, I've never been here. I don't remember. <laughs> and officers who had been given a description of the vehicle and Gallagher stopped him. A short time later, the suspect again went through the drive-thru of the McDonald's, police said. Uh, the police made contact with the suspect and noticed a heavy odor of marijuana emitted from the car. Uh, Gallagher reportedly told the police he offered to exchange marijuana for the food as a joke. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Officer searched the vehicle and found a bag of marijuana under 20 grams. Under 20 grams. So, how much was he offering? Okay. I- I'll give you a pinch. And it's like, for one burger? No, pal. No. no. Move on. I mean, but if he was offering the whole fucking bag... You know, yeah, 20 grams? Yeah, because you know it's going to be... Uh, they've got scales down for that. There's like 2.5 grams, and then it goes up. So, 20 grams. Dude, He for that whole bag, yeah. that guy behind the counter, behind in the window, would have made out like a bandit. I know. Depends on how much he was in the bag he was offering. Because under 20 grams, it mean, you know, could mean anything. 1 to 20 grams. Well, no. What I'm saying is... The the police have categories for when they charge people. Oh, I got like you. twenty grams, five less, grams, less or? than two point five grams. Oh, I got less you. than five grams, less than ten grams. Oh, okay, so yeah, it was around twenty. Yeah, okay, I got you. So it's probably in the neighborhood between somewhere between ten and twenty. I'm guessing probably between fifteen and twenty. The uh, the only thing that's funnier than the story is this picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, looks go, go look this, Yeah, go look for this. Uh, story and see the picture of this kid because he is clearly out of his mind high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just joking, man. I don't even have any pot. I was just joking, man. Was, why? Because you're high. I was like, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, you're getting arrested either way, yeah. bro. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Come on, man. I'm, I got the munchies. I, I trade some weed. Come on, man. It's the season of giving. Give me burgers. I give you pot. Speaking of the season of giving, uh, I usually like to keep a positive story for the last. And um, so we're going to do another Florida story. It's a Florida boy's mission to help the homeless. God sent a note to my heart. Dylan, wow, Dylan Martin is not your average kid. The eight-year-old saved up $250 from the Tooth Fairy birthdays and Christmas in allowances to give to the homeless in Pensacola, Florida. He has no plans to stop there. Quote, one morning I woke up with a yearning for change in the world and a message in my heart clear as day. Martin wrote in GoFundMe. He started for, he started called Living for God to continue the effort. Quote, God spoke to me through this feeling and led me to spread his word in everything that I do. Uh, after the Marcus Point Christian School student got the idea, he told his grandmother, Stacy Yates, that he needed help to purchase the supplies and, f- and find people in need. Yates recently drove Dillenden 
uh, around as he handed out Christmas bags filled with food, water, toiletries, a blanket, and a card that read, God loves you, at the waterfront rescue mission and other places in the area. Quote, this was all his idea to take his money that he had saved up to buy for people to buy for people that are underprivileged and give back, Yates said in one of, uh, to one of the men Martin was helping in a video posted to Facebook. Oh, bless his little heart, he said. Wow, God bless you. You're an awesome little man. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Uh, another recipient of Dillenden's gift, Freddie Olds, uh, who had been homeless for two months, told WEAR-TV the kind gesture in- inspired him to pay it forward. Quote, you wouldn't think someone would do something like that. You want to do the same for someone else. Right. Opening doors, a homeless organization in Pensacola named Dillenden, its ambassador. Quote, everybody deserves a little light and happiness in their life, and I hope to make that a reality, he said. Now. Right on, little brother. The yeah. world needs more people like you. Yeah. And and don't be the kind of guy who, like, yeah, God loves you. That's That's as far as you need to go. Yeah. Uh, you want to put little Bibles, and I guess you could do that. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. That's but not what's shoving it down their face, uh, down yeah. their throats. It's giving them the option. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's most important is the food, the toiletries, the the blanket, the basic needs yeah. that everyone should be, uh, everyone should have, especially this time of year. And I yeah, mean, and I think that that's great. I think that if uh, religion has a mission, it should be that. To feed the kids, help the homeless. Absolutely, take care of each other, be good to each other, exactly. and not just this time of year. And I, I certainly don't like Christians who will sit around in their neighborhood and send anonymous letters to people, bitching about the dragons, yeah, call, calling them devil worshippers. Right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you go feed the homeless or something? Yeah. Instead of jerking off your spiritual wank or thinking, "Oh, God loves me so much." Right. God loves me so much. I'm going to be in the protected scrolls. He's going to save me. He's going to sit me on his right hand. Yeah. Like everybody else, it's going to be a whole bunch of us there sitting right by his right hand. Mm-hmm. And he's going to pat all our heads and be like, good humans. <laughs> good human. Good. Who wants a treat? I mean. <laughs> Go fetch the sticks. Go fetch the sticks. And I'm not, I'm not discounting what people believe. No. You know. I just think that, that, you know, in the time that we have here on Earth, I think God is concerned about what we do with our time. Uh, and this kid uh, is... Got it. He got it. Uh, the woman with the letter, she doesn't have a clue. Because that's yeah. not what Christianity is about. That's right. It, it, it even says, judge not. Mm-hmm. This woman was judging. Exactly. E.K., we're about out of time. We've got other shows coming, E.K. Hey, bro! We need you. We're actually yelling for you this time. This time it's you. We're actually yelling for you this time. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost 7 o'clock. It's about that about that hour. Bye. So this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the hippie wishing you all a happy solstice and yeah. be good to each other. Yeah, look for us on social media. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, Shock Monkey Radio. I'm sorry. FXVG Public Radio. You can search for it on YouTube, or you can do... Uh, who am I? I'm the Batman lowercase. I love you. Bye-bye.